0: This this, this,
1: this, is Fight Disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: Welcome to podcast number 315. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. Please subscribe to us. You can get us on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for and all Android feeds including Spotify, is all over our website, fightdisciples.com. You can get all social media feeds at Fight Disciples, apart from Instagram. You need to go to at the Fight Disciples for that. But I'm I sure if you're listening to this on a week-by-week basis, you already follow us on Facebook and Twitter, which is at Fight Disciples. Now, lots to talk about. <laughs> lots to talk about from the world of boxing This might be the a, weekend. This
1: might be a, an extra-long show, I think, the boxing show. Because just so much... Do you think? So much to sketch. Well,
0: you're me. probably going to do 15 minutes on Pricey on its own, aren't you? Well, yeah. And I've no doubt that you're going to have him as your big interview this week. Yeah? Have I guessed well, it? Maybe. Are you? All oh, right. There maybe. you go, everybody. You know how this works. When the Scouts win, <laughs> you win.
1: <laughs> you're just lucky Tommy Fleetwood never won the Open as well. Otherwise, oh, it would have God. been a loving.
0: Oh, man. Would, would you have got him on the show? Go You'd have, have got him on Fight Disciples We'd to talk about on. winning the Open. Absolutely.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I want to talk Manny Pacquiao, first of all, if that's all right. Can we go there first? Let's go, Manny Pacquiao. This first could of
1: go up. for a while.
0: It could go for a while. Because I want to know why every single member of the boxing media has changed its rhetoric. Because coming into the fight last week. We all seem to be on the same page, yeah? You'd listen to the Fight Disciples. We'd made references to the Novada testing. I'd seen other people over in the States saying it's a bit of a travesty that there's Novada testing for a massive welterweight world title fight with Keith Thurman. And I thought, do you know something, boys? Sweet as a nut. Now, when I made my prediction last week that Manny Pacquiao would win this and my mind was changed off the back of knowing about the Novada testing because he was going to roll back the years. He was going to be Peter Pan Pac, You know that guy, yeah? Benjamin Button, drinking from the Fountain of Youth. That fella. When it happened on Saturday night, early hours of Sunday morning, and then I started checking my Twitter feed as to how people were reacting to the unbelievable 21-year-old, 40-year-old performance of Manny Pacquiao... I was gobsmacked to see so many respected journalists going, oh, this is unbelievable. He's rolling back the years. Nobody's ever been able to do this before. He defies the laws of gravity. Of course he fucking defies the laws of gravity. You would have been saying as to the reasons why two days before. Why all of a sudden have we forgot that there was no VADA testing, no legitimate VARDA testing on this particular fight? Now, people have been tweeting me saying, there was testing. Here, check this article. No, no, no. Vada style testing from Nevada means absolutely nothing. Nevada are the state that allowed Canelo to only have six months as a ban for his Clembuterol, which he should have got two years for. And he only got six months because he helped him with the negotiations. He, he was cooperative, and he wanted to go and get a knee operation. That's why that happened. So whatever Nevada do, I am not interested in because Nevada are as bent as the rest of them. They just want to line their old pockets, All right? So when it says that, ignore it. Why was the no... And then they say to me, yeah, but Manny's enrolled to uh, the WBC Clean Boxing Programme. He's enrolled to it. I know he's enrolled to it. Doesn't mean that they're turning up and knocking on his door at six o'clock in the morning. Jeez, why has everybody
1: changed their attitude towards what happened at the weekend? I've changed my mind. Oh,
0: my days! No, it's happened! There's only me. I'm on my own. He's left me on my own. I'm swimming in the ocean
1: by myself. Oh, dear. I think he's probably the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, that's
0: it. We can't go on.
1: <laughs> no, I, I joke. I'm joking, obviously. Um, You're not. I can you, see it in your eyes. Well, you've l- been swayed, haven't you? A little bit, a little bit. Just because th- then there's two reasons why I've been swayed. Go on. And the first is that um, it was an even playing field. Keith Furman said, "Yeah, okay, no further testing." So, as okay. far as I'm concerned, if you go, it's like if you say, if the guy turns around to you and goes, "Listen, we'll have this fight, but I don't want to be dr- randomly drug tested." I would go, sound okay, let's do it. So I'm not getting randomly drug tested either. So let's fucking both play off the same song sheet. So as far as that concerned, Thurman knew what he was getting into. Obviously, the fundamental issue is that in terms of Manny Pacquiao and can his I legacy, just, can I just let's start... talk about drugs then in particular right, right, in boxing. Just on that then. Just drugs on... in
0: boxing. Right. As we've said on many occasions and I just, I just want to just confirm where my thought process is of what drugs do to you, right? They don't improve your ring IQ. No. Nope. Your ring IQ's what God has given you, okay? What it does, it enables you to train harder for longer in order to make sure you are fitter, to go longer in a fight, to apply your ring IQ at certain moments of fights that normally fatigue would have set in. It's a 40-year-old geezer, mate, right? If it was a level playing field with random drug testing, the 20-odd-year-old should have been fitter down the
1: stretch than the 40-year-old. But Thurman did do his best work down the stretch. Right. You know, for me, Pacquiao won the first six rounds. Right. But then Thurman started winning rounds. But then Pacquiao did have a set... You know, he did come on strong at the end. I want to come back to what drugs does and the, and, and clearly why I believe Manny Pacquiao is is on drugs. But I want to highlight the fact of drugs in boxing and the fact that, listen, as you've just pointed out then, it means fuck all when these guys at the top get done for drugs anyway. They don't get banned, they don't get thrown out of the sport, they get a six-month slap on the wrist, they get, it means fucking nothing. So, what's the point? Maybe you should all just spew it then, just all, everyone just fucking, nobody gets tested anymore. It's a joke. So, they're as corrupt as anybody. So, because the punishments don't befit the crime. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get what the fuck is the whole point of it anyway. In terms of Manny Pacquiao, there's, there's bigger fish out there, there's... Unfortunately, what, the reason we're getting flack for it now is because Manny Pacquiao is so popular, not just in boxing, but outside of boxing. Yeah. If there was more Manny Pacquiao, let's be honest, if there was more people like Manny Pacquiao on this planet, it'd be a fucking much nicer place to live. Yeah, it would. That's just a fact. You know, he gives more to communities and more to the Philippines and more to everybody around them than probably most boxers ever alive. Daddy, potentially the greatest of all time, of giving back, of paying back to his community. And just being a generally nice guy and a great role model and spokesperson for the sport of boxing is everything we want boxers to be. However, there's a dark, shady corner over here that has to be highlighted. We've got to shine a light on it. And I know people don't want us to because Manny he is hes great. He's great for boxing. But we've got to start asking why he's doing the stuff he's doing at the age he's at. I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I can't do stuff I was doing in my 30s. Now, I'm not a professional athlete, but my body is breaking down the same way everybody's break body breaks down eventually. Father time. Cheats no man, except Manny Pacquiao. The difference is now people are going, are you saying shit like this when Floyd was winning at 40 or Hopkins was winning at 40? Yeah, but they were cherry-picking opponents. And their style completely changed, Mayweather especially. Mayweather became the ultimate defensive boxer, the counter-puncher. It wasn't about speed. It wasn't about knocking people out and being aggressive the way he was. They knew ways to win. It changed his ability. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao, when he made his professional debut at £106 in 1995, was fighting the same way he fights now. All aggression, all aggression, not really got much defense bouncing in and out with those feet the footwork's unreal speed inside landing fast combinations and bouncing back out again he's been doing that for 25 years and nothing's changed it's not slowed down like it's impossible like you it's just impossible you can't do that without having help now i know that's horrible to say because again i want to reiterate floyd mayweather even Hopkins in his past and there's so many boxers and fighters out there at the moment who are failing drug tests or been on drugs or, or whatever, whatever they've done that are no good for boxing, aren't good for the sports. Like Mayweather's just a prick, isn't he? Who, who, who wants to see him with his multi-millions and his cars and his Bugattis and all that on social media? You just think, I resent you, you're a gobshite, you've done nothing. Do something, why don't you spend all that money in fucking Flint, Michigan where you were raised because there no one's got a pot to piss in. Spend some of it there and then get respect. But you think you're a cunt because all you do is drive around Vegas in multi-million-pound cars, flashing money. You've done nothing for nobody. Your his legacy will be pure boxing. But outside of boxing, his legacy will be he was a gobshite and everybody hates him. He's the worst example of boxing to possibly get. Somebody with nothing gets everything and becomes a spoiled prick. Manny Pacquiao's the exact opposite. He's good for boxing. He's what we want. He's going to be president of the Philippines. He's going to be a senator. With that kind of power behind him, don't you think there's a team of people making sure that this legacy of his, this Superman godlike ability that he's got to defy time, do you think there's a team of people at the highest level protecting him to allow him to have this legacy where he can come out of boxing and he can go, nobody ever did it the way he did it. Nobody was ever as good as he was and now he's president of the Philippines going into negotiations over trade agreements and all that. Wow, what a guy. He's the greatest. He's like a god. But as soon as it may, if he was to get Lance Armstronged, all that comes tumbling down. All that comes tumbling down because he's 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 built a he's built this golden career on a bed of lies. His performances have got to suggest that. I, I refuse to believe someone can do something for twenty five years and twenty five years in be as good and as sharp and as fast and as accurate than they were when they first started. When when
0: he made his debut, Keith Thurman was six years of age. And he absolutely, like you said, for the first six rounds, Keith Thurman yeah. couldn't lay a glove on him.
1: He was fucking Ali shuffling. <laughs> you, you, you were taking the piss last week going, his back will be this big and this will be Manny. Brrr, brrr. In and out. And I'm sitting here laughing going, fucking come on. We're talking, we're talking about Manny Patio age 40. You were right. That's what happened. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Absolutely bonkers. But we'll get we'll get people fucking moaning at us now saying, "Ah, oh, you are trying to bring down Manny? Listen. No, I think you've just nailed it. You've given you've given the
0: perfect speech on it because everybody wants it to be great. Everybody wants it to be real. But come on, man, right? When you go and watch David Copperfield at the MGM and he's doing the magic, do you genuinely believe he can saw some fucker in half and then come back to life? That's not the way it is. It's an illusion. Science, so- science. There's something there that tricks your mind in order to believe that something in front of you was real. It's not real. It can't be real. And if it is real, then... Whatever it is that he's doing, I need a piece of it, mate. We yeah. need to be going back in time.
1: Share this share the spells. Mate, if he was a if, if, if Manny Pacquiao was one hundred percent clean and is doing the things he's doing. You know, it, it, in it's, fact, there's fights that he's had that suggest this because
0: yeah. when he has been vada tested and when he has been in Mayweather, <coughs> Mayweather, <clears throat> Mayweather, Mayweather would not sign the fight because he wanted Usada testing, and everybody going yeah, yeah. crazy goes, "Why? Why does he want to go ott and bring <coughs> Usada in?" This is when Usada wasn't like a major thing. Yeah, now, yeah. obviously, it is. He went crazy round the clock on Manny Pacquiao. Look at the fight. Manny Pacquiao wasn't even there.
1: No. But the other argument is there was no. I, well, I don't know whether this is true, but I read somewhere that there, an argument someone had put forward is that there was no uh, you started testing for the Jeff Horn fight either, and he was crap that night, Manny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's an argument to it, but I just, I, I just can't see how a 40-year-old man is able to perform like he did when he was 25. It's impossible. It's just impossible. Like, genetically, scientifically... Like Mother Nature didn't make humans to be able to do hmm. what Manny Pacquiao was doing. Now, and well, this is this comes back to the Varda Then, if he's clean, if it's if it genuinely is, just he's just been fucking touched by Mother Nature and gone. You're just going to be something special. You, your body is not going to deteriorate like other human beings. In fact, you're going to get bigger and better and faster and stronger. You're going to put on forty-one pounds during your professional career, and it's not even going to put a blip on you. You're gonna, you're going to be better than ever. If that's true. If all that is the case, then why isn't Manny Pacquiao, this pillar of the people, this future president, this proud senator, this giver of men, this fucking breaker of bread, this lover of people and children? Why isn't he going, I want to be tested by everybody because I'm holier than now and I want to show the world that everyone can test me? It's like he can't afford Vada. He can afford it. He wants. He should, be t- he should be saying, give me the gold standard of testing because I am. He puts the gold himself out. standard of fire. Exactly. I'm the gold standard of fighter and the gold standard of human being. Building houses, building hospitals. I'm gonna be a president, I'm gonna be a senator. I am holier than thou. Test me, test me, test me. Because I want to set the gold standard in boxing. It's the fact that he's not, it's the fact that he's choosing not to do it, and he chooses not to do it whenever he possibly can. That is the issue. That is the that is why there's so many question marks. And if you refuse to believe it and you you'll never convince someone. Someone just thinks, oh, I got. If if that's the case, genuinely, if it's the case that he's completely clean, if he was vada tested, if he was, and we weren't having this co- Manny Pacquiao could. What are we even talking about then? Why are we even having Canelo conversations or he's Triple G conversations or even fucking Lomachenko conversa- conversations? This guy's the goat. This guy right now is the pound for pound best boxer on the planet, and he's up there now in the top three and greatest of all time. It's only. The political reasons behind Muhammad Ali and the, and the character and the and the, and the, the person he was—that's carrying Ali above Manny Pacquiao. If Manny Pacquiao was clean, the guy's moved through eight fucking weight divisions or whatever it is. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter, but he's not being hard tested. He is avoiding the testers. That is raising questions, and that's why the, the the whole debate about where he is in the in the history of boxing right now. I t- listen on Sunday. I was like, shit, yeah. He's got to be top ten, greatest of all time. He's got to be for his achievements. But I also remember every cunt walking around with a yellow rubber wristband on, going, "Oh, Lance Armstrong's the greatest human being ever." And then it all come fucking crumbling down, like, like Tiger Woods driving into a lamppost. Once you get exposed, that's it. And good luck rebuilding yourself. Um, Manny Pacquiao. I just when he when he's putting in performances like this for me it's raising more questions than answers. It just is. Mm. Amir Khan next? <laughs> well, the, there was the, 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 for me, it was the worst possible outcome for Amir Khan because he absolutely, you know... Got to it though, it that, let's be
0: honest, right, is it though? Because there are certain fighters I don't believe that will sign a Manny Pacquiao fight without certain jurisdictions to the fight, you know? There's... If you look around the PBC... Market at this moment in time, you've got they've just confirmed the date, haven't they? In September of uh, well, they've got all off. the welters
1: haven't Well, have got Porter for for, for Terence, yeah. Well,
0: Porter and Spence, right? Porter is interviewing Manny Pacquiao after the fight, yeah. and Porter's got the microphone in there. He goes, "I'd love to dance with you." Yeah, he knows what that means. If you if he comes out of the Spence fight and he's the man and in, and you want to unify that division, he knows what he's going to have to sign up to because Manny's not going to sign up to that fight without. Yeah. The Vada testing situation. But Porter, the but, Amir, Khan, Amir Khan signs up for it because it makes unbelievable amounts of money. And that's why
1: all the rest of them do. Right. Spence, Porter, Thurman, would even Terence Crawford. Would Crawford do it? All of them would sign up to fight Manny even though there's no Vada testing. Why? Because they could all fight each other three times and not make the money they fight fighting Manny Pacquiao once. That's why. It's money. So they will accept the fact, okay, Manny, no Vada testing. What Thurman should have done is gone, okay, Manny, no Vada testing. Juice me up, baby. Mm. That's there's only
0: Mayweather that would
1: demand it because Mayweather's the A side. Mayweather's a bigger star than Manny. Right now, there's only, on the planet who's bigger star than Manny? Canelo maybe just because of the Mexican thing. Mm. One or two of the heavyweights. I don't know, but not, Manny can demand whatever, whatever terms he wants, and that's why Ami is not daft Ami is straight in. Ami will fucking will stick the needle in his ass if he wants. <laughs> Ami doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Ami is just like, mate, come to the Middle East and we'll get rich. <laughs> Amir Ami doesn't give two fucks.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine you walk in a room and is actually applying it for him? There you go, son. I've got you on the drip.
1: Sit here for half an hour. I'll see you in the ring in yeah. um, ten. But, man- but it's a, this is the shitty thing. and I, f- I feel shit doing it because on this show, across our boxing and MMA show, like... We're no old bard when it comes to blood testing and boxing. We fucking savage people. We 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 savage Canelo, and we still now for me Canelo will always have an asterisk next to his name because he he's a fucking cheat and he got proven to do it. Jarrell Miller. That cunt should never be seen in a boxing ring again. Go over to our MMA show, UFC show, and we're completely di- completely more lax on it. We still put John Jones at the top of the tree, even though he's fucking been up to all kinds. You know, it's I Explain why. because th- It's a different sport and a different day and time, obviously. That sport's 25, 27 years old or whatever yeah. it is. There was a time when MMA was... Basically, we were encouraged yeah. to juice up when it was necessary. And that's based
0: a recent times. I mean, has only been involved with the MMA since 2015. Yeah, and
1: now, you know, UFC especially professes to be the cleaner sport there is because they test their athletes. USADA tests UFC athletes, you know, fucking every other month. Yeah. In some cases, I think Connor was tested 20 odd times in one year. Nobody gets tested like UFC roster athletes in all of sports, and they're sticking up proper bands. So they're trying, they're, they're trying to combat it. Except when you know pay-per-view stars like John Jones suddenly—it's oh, that's it's his third tainted supplement in a row—and you know, there's, there's, there's still bullshit going on over there. Don't get me wrong, but the, 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 the conversation around PEDs and MMA is different from PEDs and boxing, especially on a weekend like we've just had as well. You know, one guy gets pulled out of the ring, and he's you know, right now he's he's in a, he's he's on life support somewhere. You know that it's it's all too real that side of boxing right now. You know, you, you we do get more brain injuries, more hospital visits in boxing than MMA. Mm-hmm. whether you're aware of that or not, boxing's a more dangerous sport. than MMA, yes, there's more boxing fights going on. Everything else, but the regulations are tighter. There's all conversation there, but the point is that. The question marks around Manny Pacquiao are too big to ignore. I wish I could ignore them. As I say, he's, he's perfect for boxing. He is the poster boy of boxing. He should be the guy we all go, Manny, Manny, Manny. But he's the guy that chooses not to be drug tested. He makes that decision. And it's fucking certainly not for financial reasons. And okay, I'm trying to play devil's advocate and go, yeah, well, what's the point anyway? Because Canelo only got a six-month ban. But man, he's cleaner than thou. He's he's the guy. He should he's the white knight in this sport. Mm. He's got to leave everybody's question marks, and he's not doing that.
0: I want to stay in America for the next uh, couple of fight um, debriefs because our boy Teofimo was in action on Friday night, um, taking on Nakatani in that world title eliminator. I've got yeah. to admit, professionally, it's probably his poorest performance today. I thought yeah. he struggled a little bit against a fighter that knew how to keep him at range. Big, long levers, tall guy. There was a massive height difference between the pair of them. And I thought Nakatani mastered that at certain points of the fight. I still think Tia Fimo came through and got the points decision. But it wasn't what we have come accustomed to. Not the reasons as to why we uh, fell in love with him. For me, it was all about just getting the W. Get the win. Get through it. Move on to Richard Comey. Based on the fight that I saw at the weekend, Richard Comey has a field day with him. But I've seen stuff... Previously from Tia Fimo, that I think it would be a really, really great competitive fight. I'm not, I'm not convinced here that I sit here and go Tia is going to smash Richard Comet, no. because I don't think he would. No, I think it's going to be fucking razor thin. I really do. But it's a great fight. It was about getting the W, and now we move on to hopefully September, October, where these two battle it out for the IBF championship.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes you know we get carried away with him because he's, you know, let's just kind of bring him back down to earth. He's 21 years of age. Yes, he's looked sensational so far. So many highlight reel moments. We fell in love with him in New York because he, he, he encapsulated us, and he and he got go- he got a hold of the British media, not just us, and was just like, boom, come and have time with me." And we were like, "Fuck, this guy's amazing." So we're well and truly on his journey with him. However, he was fighting an undefeated guy in Nakatani, a guy that's never lost a fight in 18 fights. That for him. This is a world title eliminator for him as well. Mm -hmm. He's probably thinking, cheeky bastards, I'm not getting the the airtime I deserve here. I'm as much... In fact, I've had five more fights than this guy. I'm more deserving of a world title fight than this guy is. Plus, he's got that... He knows how to use his height and reach well. I think he swallowed some big left hooks from from Tia Fimo, but he also landed some huge right hands as well so I think both guys proved that it wasn't one of those fights where I feel like Nakatani or even Teofimo, had he lost went too far back. you know it was a bit of a sidestep in this guy's face. to be honest, if I was top rank, I wouldn't even mind saying to Nakatani, "Crack on with Richard Comey because he's 21. You know, there's no rush because you well, get him with Richard Comey. Richard the, the, Comey's rush is the Richard rush is Comey's game plan. Yeah, is no. right hands. Right, he was eating right hands.
0: The 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 rush is obviously quite... for llama no, no, well, no, the rush is weight. He's he's going to struggle in a year from now. He is not going to be at that weight category. He's going to be up and gone, and he's going to be moving into a different weight category. So I think he what he has got himself into a position where he can see mega mega fights, as you've just said. llama's the golden goose at the end of it. If he can come through Richard Comey, like I said, it's tough. It's tough, tough fight, that man. You know what I mean? He might not come through that particular fight, but there's an opportunity here, not just become a world champion, but to become an undisputed world champion, isn't it? That doesn't come around that often. So As that's it, why they're probably rushing him through it.
1: I know, but I just think if you're top rank after after a performance like that against Nakatani, and again, you're right, he got the win. He beat an undefeated guy in a world title eliminator. He's 21 years of age. There ain't no rush with him. There ain't no rush to get to Comi next. There ain't no rush to get to Lomachenko for whatever reason. So what if, if if he needs to move up and weight division, let him move up. Don't hang around. Like you could have the converse... excuse me, we've seen it we've seen it up close and personal over the last twelve months in UFC with Darren Till. Him racing to get to that welterweight title shot. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's it's hampered them. Just just let it happen organically. Teofimo Lopez has got the skills and the attributes to become champion of the world. If that includes beating Richard Comey and, and and Lomachenko, or it means moving up a weight division and winning up at super lightweight, and you know taking on the Josh Taylors of this world and stuff like that, so be it. I'm cool with that. Just let him get there naturally. Don't race. Don't rush there. The last thing you want to do is rush a kid into fight Lomachenko. Never yeah. mind Richard Comey.
0: Um, what's the latest um, on Dadashev? Who was also on that uh, card? Who was pulled out of his fight in at the end of the eleventh, uh, and was rushed to hospital. Last I heard, that he was in uh, an induced coma, and in the uh, part of his skull removed, obviously to uh, release the swelling.
1: Yeah, I think anyone that watched that fight um, against uh, Cyril Mattis, again, two undefeated guys, both thirteen and zero. We knew that Dadashev was the boxer going in, Mattis was the Matthias was the puncher. Um, but it turned into Matthias's fight, you know, and they were just standing and trading, and Dadashev was taking some big shots. And, and again, you know, we, we always, first, whenever we meet in the studio on a Monday morning, we always kind of offered to have the conversation about performance of the weekend, what was your big performance. And, you know, we both mentioned Manny, we both mentioned uh, Derek Chisora, but I tell you what, the performance of the weekend for me was Buddy McGirt. Pulling a guy out, a, an undefeated guy, you know, IBF World Title Eliminator, who's... Yeah, he was shipping shots, but he only had three minutes to go. He had one round to go. And if you're a coach and whatever else, you know, it's easy to go. There's only one round to go. You know, it's not like, and we'll talk about Dave Allen later, Darren Barker pulling them out with a couple of rounds. When there's one to go, even if it is a war, even if it is a battle, there's a world title belt incentive for Buddy McGirt to be big enough and bold enough and confident enough to go. That's it, son. You've had enough. You've had enough now. And pull him out with three minutes to go was such a big decision. Ultimately, it's obviously, I don't care what you say, it's it's saved Dadashev's life. Uh, And the the latest at the moment um, was that Dadashev is in an induced coma. The surgeon that did it is a Miss Miss Cobb, a Dr. Cobb, a female, I think it's Mary Cobb. um, She came out and made a statement overnight saying that they... At the moment, worst case scenario, looking at severe brain damage, but don't give up hope. You mm-hmm. know The confidence, he could also make a recovery as well. So no doubt he's in the best hands. Being in an induced coma is a good thing at moments because they don't want him, his body to go into distress. They basically keep him asleep, let that swelling go down on his brain and then ultimately rebuild his skull and everything else. So it, it's a scary situation. But one, once again, Buddy McGirt 100% saved his life on on Friday night.
0: We all know that um, Noya Nue is the main man at Bantamweight, and he's going to be taking on, obviously, uh, our boy Nanita Denaire in the final of the World Boxing Super Series. I've heard a little rumor, you know, that that's going to happen in London. Ooh! Anyway, we'll get to that later on. I thought um, that
1: was well destined for Jeddah.
0: Well, you would think so, uh, but um, September, October, November are the dates of when certain fi- uh, finals are going to happen. London is one of them, and I saw a couple of conversations with Kala Sauerland recently, and he's insinuating that it will be way I thought it might be the Josh Taylor one going to London, but Inouye and uh, Dan- Danita Dene. We'll keep you across that. The reason why I bring those two up, even though they're not in the news at this moment in time, is because Lewis Neary was in action yeah, at the weekend. Good. Mate, mm. he is the real deal. Him yeah. and Inouye, if Inoue comes through, and I think Inoue will come through, Yeah, him and Inoue after the World Boxing Super Series at some part of the first quarter of next year, Gotta be. is an absolute super fight. Both of them have the touch of death in their hands.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. I think, did he go to 30 and now beating, knocking out Piano at the weekend? That was one of the highlights. There's only a new way that has stopped Piano yeah, in the past. I know. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's a shame now Neddy never got into the tournaments. But yeah, further down the line, that is 100% a fight I want to see. And another fight from that card as well, we've gone back to MGM here is the. Uh, Caleb Plant, I thought he looked absolutely destructive against Mike Lee. dropped him off, dropped him a couple of times before he got stopped in the third. I don't think Mike Lee is world class. Don't get me wrong, but he was twenty one 0 But again, the good thing about the weekend is there was a shitload of undefeated versus undefeated. you know always going to go fights mm. all over America, obviously all over London as well. But I thought Caleb Plant stood out for me. And if if Callum Smith doesn't get the Canelo fight, um, and it's you know it's probably looking closer than ever with Kovalev. Tied up to fight Yard now, and Triple G making noises about fighting Mungia. I think, I I think he's got a bit of a chance. Even though I watched part, a message you, didn't I? I was watching um, this show from the uh, on the zone at the weekend. I watched via the zone. I've got (laughs) the zone. That's that's how you drop (laughs) yourself in the shit. (laughs) I've got the zone. I was, I was watching how, Sky as well. Was how, just, were you in America at quick, the weekend? Quick, how were how you watching that? I was out of the country, yeah. Were you? I was out
0: of the country. You were yeah. out of the country, were
1: you? I, in uh, Liverpool? I was well, <laughs> And uh, they, they, were, they were talking about Canelo opponents. Move on, move on. They were talking about Canelo opponents, and unfortunately the four <laughs> opponents they listed uh, were Munguia, Triple G, Kovalev, and... Um, Bubu and and there was no mention of fucking Callum Smith. Unfortunately, there Ho- won't be. hopefully that's the zone being way off the mark because I don't think anyone wants to f- see Canelo fight Bubu and That's not the big fight that Canelo was said they're pushing it back from September. It's a unification, though. It is, but it's not a it's not the fight that we we want to see Canelo push himself. We, well, let's face it, Canelo's a drug cheat. We want to see him get knocked out, don't we? So and Bubu and Jade, think the guy to do it.
0: Mm. How did you watch it again? No, we'll, we'll, we'll skip on that, because I'm sure there's loads of people pissing themselves right now going, I'll do the exact same thing, Nick! <laughs> I've got the exact
1: same thing! I had, I had the Sky on, but I had it on my phone to get... Oh. I, I, like to get I like to get the American commentary. to you, see. Yeah. It was actually Alex Arthur, though, it wasn't even American, but anyway.
0: Was it? Move <clears throat> on. Um, Not much to talk about at the O2. Looked busy, didn't it? Packed.
1: Absolutely packed looked at the rafters. Absolutely. Fucking hell. Looked absolutely rammed. Unreal. Unreal.
0: Now, the reason why we're mentioning that is because we're being slightly sarcastic towards ourselves because we've had a little bit. Somebody might have seen a YouTube interview. We are mate Eddie, and Eddie is uh, referred to a tweet that we stuck out there as uh, as asking whether the the crowd were in the bar at at a particular point of the uh, of the night. Now, listen. When the tweet went out, for those that have seen this interview, when the tweet went out, it was during the ring walks of uh, Chisora well. mm-hmm. and Spilka. And every time they put the camera on, uh, on the crowd, especially overhead, it looked half empty. Yeah. That's where it was at. That's, mm-hmm. So at, the, at that particular point, factually true. Derek Chisora goes in there, chins his man, sets the place alight. Everybody obviously spills out the bar to come see the Battle of the Daves. Two minutes later, the gaff's full.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's, That's all life. I want to say. And Just the like reason, Vegas.
0: Just like Vegas. The reason why we were both surprised, because we were going back and forth on social media as to why is it not full, is because there were so many London kids on exactly. the undercard and there was some decent knocks on that undercard. Yeah. The, the Dan aziz Charlie Duffield fight. So a yeah. good fight, man. New will be
1: Dan Aziz, Hey. Eh? Straight from your call into the O2 Arena. There's a new little superstar there, mate. You looked great. You looked absolutely brilliant and uh, listen, we 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 were looking enough to have both of them on a radio show, weren't me we? one after the other just yeah, two weeks boys. ago and they we were both brilliant. Obviously Charlie's got an a, an absolutely a tragic backstory and stuff like that, but uh but Dan himself, you know, they, they two of them were just like, let's just see who's the best man. They, 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 they weren't friends, but they were acquaintances and stuff. So for Dan to pull that out, obviously Duffield's corner ultimately threw in the title, but it was a big performance from Dan Aziz, and I'm excited to see that guy again. It was, a uh, listen, I profess to you all the time, area title fights are yeah. where it's at, man. <laughs> area title fights, I've never seen that a bad one. Good. It was good. Um,
0: the fight with React Poor and Chris Bill um, and Smith... Smith. Listen, it wasn't the prettiest. No, it was nip and tuck, yeah. It was nip and tuck. And the power, in fact, won the fight, I think. Yeah. There was a lot earlier, especially up until round six, you could think to yourself, bloody hell, who's winning this? Because it was so hard to score. But then there were a couple of nice little shots in there from Riakpor in round seven that I just thought maybe just took the wind out of the sails of Bill Smith and he just couldn't get going again. Yeah. And therefore, Riyakpoh took uh, took over in the second half of the fight. Great knock.
1: It was well, a great fight, yeah.
0: A learning fight. Yeah. Not one of them, where you are going to go on going, that was the best fight of the night? But Riakpo comes away with that, most certainly having, uh, having learnt a few uh, things about the professional game.
1: Yeah. Um, he who shall not be named was scoring in that one and obviously seen a completely different fight from everybody else. But.
0: Oh, yeah, he did. Did he? I forgot about that
1: because there's so many
0: other things that have gone on at the O2 Arena which we're all going to go crazy for in a moment or two. But our oh, mate, he were in there, weren't he? Hey. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort had his card out. From
1: now on. He must, we have, de- he must have, not have been in the bar. Him.
0: He must have been in the bar <laughs> with everybody else. That's where he must have
1: been. He, he will no longer be referenced by name on this show. He will just be known as fucking Voldemort. Your mate Terry. Fuck's sake. <laughs> the worst referee in Britain now moves on to becoming the worst judge in Britain. Fucking useless. Uh, but listen, I, I'm like, Do you know, sir,
0: man, that was funny as fuck because my missus watched this fight with me, right? So mm-hmm. she's watched this fight with me when I'll I, I put it all back on the screen and she, she sat there watching it. And she said, uh, React Poor won, right? Mm-hmm. I've said React Paul won. you said React Po has won. So when the cards come out, she went, who's the guy that's just ta- said that the other guy's won? And I've explained, he's got a section on our show. <laughs> he's that bad. <laughs> he's got a section on Fight
1: Disciples. Ken Voldemort. Anyway, uh, I thought Riyadhpoh deserved it. it. It was a good fight. I thought it was close. You know, it was probably only by a round or two. I thought Chris Billum-Smith can definitely come again and listeners, uh, listeners oh, yeah. listen to our podcast. I know I had Craig Glover on last week and he was talking well about Billum-Smith, saying he's a good boxer. And I think, poor against Glover is definitely the fight to make now moving forward. And it looks like Ecole, uh is going to give up the British and Commonwealth to go for the European. So poor versus Craig Glover for the British or the Commonwealth bent? Yeah, belt. Yeah, absolutely. Good Commonwealth bent. We'll Come have a bit bent. of that.
0: <laughs> We're going to say price it to last because I'm going to go for a walk whilst he just talks for 10 minutes. That's what's going to happen. Is there a fighter? Is there a British fighter? This is probably better to say it this way. Is there? Is there a British fighter... On this planet right now, that justifies pay per view more than Dillian White,
1: a British fighter.
0: Yeah, is there one out there that justifies being pay per view more than him?
1: Um, obviously Callum Smith's at the very top no, of no, the tree, no. and Josh Taylor's no, fucking no. sensational. Incorrect. But uh, I just think for value for money, you've only said that because
0: he's scouts, right? When no, is no, he I in? Absolutely as
1: well. No, but I just mean they're at the top, the top of the tree as as they're individual the guys fighters. In there's no
0: question that they're great as individual fighters. But yeah. when when you see pay per view, yeah. you want guaranteed entertainment every single time. Guaranteed. Yeah. Is there anybody from Britain that guarantees it more than Dylan White?
1: Well, both those guys smoke people for fun, so yeah. But and listen, I see what you're trying to do, and I'll give you it, Dylan White value for money when it comes to pay-per-view do you know why because he's a throwback he's a throwback to the 70s and 80s style heavyweights he will fight any fucker it doesn't matter I'm going to say fight any fucker I mean he will fight them he doesn't box them he, doesn't, he just takes it on now this fight against Rivas it was absolutely captivating I couldn't take my eyes off it at no point did I think Dillian White was going to lose it was always, he was he always had the edge. Even when he was but on the floor. fuck me, it was entertaining. Even yeah, just when he, he was on the floor. Yeah, because when he, he bounced up and you could see, you could see as it is, he was fine. You could see he was all right. And I, I think it needed more than that for, you know, it needed him to be gone for Rivas to be able to pounce on him. But I think just the way he deteriorated against Joe Parker, Yeah, that wasn't here now. The fitness was there, the fear factor was there. Yeah, I, I, You're right, it's just like, he is a throwback to the great heavyweights that don't give a fuck it's it Well on that just on it right Is the, it because he's, he's not got a oh is it because he's lost the fight? I don't does know that what it is? is. do you think? I,
0: the development of Dillian White over the last two to three years has been absolutely unbelievable. Since yeah. he got beat off AJ, just let's paint a picture. Since he got beat off AJ, he went and had massive reconstructive surgery on his shoulder, right? So he had that sorted, and then he's taken himself out of his comfort zone. He goes and lives up in Loughborough, in the back of this blooming random pub that's up there, and he's like living a Spartan lifestyle. That's what he's done. All he does is train this kid. All he does is train and focus on fighting. He's using science in order to get himself to the situation where he's at right now. We speak about this quite a lot on our MMA show where you can have athletes that want to be fighters, fighters that want to be athletes. He's the latter. He's a fighter, a street fighter, that has tried to perfect his technique in the boxing ring. I personally thought this is his best boxing performance that we've ever seen, especially early doors. I thought, Rivas, we know about his amateur background. We know that he's beaten Pulev. We know that he's beaten Andy Ruiz. We know he's been in with those types of guys as an amateur, right? And I genuinely thought that he would be ahead. I thought we'd see a very similar fight to the Chisora fight where he'd be ahead and Dillian would find him later on and chin him, right? That's what I thought What might, might happen. I was gobsmacked. He'd come out, he was boxing, his jab was good, mm-hmm. his footwork, everything about it was really good and he couldn't, and Rivas just couldn't get in properly. He won the first round, but after that, he just couldn't get going until later on in the fight where he ended up landing that, landing that uppercut. But you are right. He can fight, he can box, He's shown a massive set of balls every single time now that you've paid pay per view for Dillian White. He's been in a proper knock. He's either chinning someone, he's on the deck himself, he's getting himself up. It's entertainment guaranteed with that boy. Yeah, guaranteed.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he looked uh, the extra weight as well from the Chisora fight just really worked in his favour. It just it you know they've really done the homework there and the, the the science team behind it all. Because you know, at Loughborough, fuck me, it's like it's like Sheffield. What AJ's got in Sheffield, you know, Loughborough one of the best sports universities in the world. I would hazard a guess at, and this, this, you know, everyone was that was the big choking point after the weigh-in is that oh my god, he's ten pounds heavier than when he fought Chizora and all this stuff, mm. and um, why has he done that? It's a mistake. He, you know, he, he's going to be too heavy. He absolutely knew what he was doing. He was going in against a, a small heavyweight, so he wanted to be the much stronger, bigger man. It really helped him plant his feet. You know, he didn't. He knew that he couldn't uh, outdance Oscar Rivas, so he didn't try to outdance Oscar Rivas. He walked him down. I think entertainment-wise, he's absolutely rare on the button right now, and it's so frustrating being a Dillian White fan to think that even if he does best case scenario, get a shot at the WBC belt next. Best case. It ain't going to happen for 12 months. Longer. At the most. Could be November. Could be November 2020.
0: Before he gets his chance. The best case scenario, right, off the back of the weekend, this is not going to happen, but this is the best case scenario, is that the WBC come out, because they've not named a date for Ortiz and Wilder, have they? No. The best thing is that they come out and say, you're not fighting Ortiz, mate. This is what you're doing. We're going to do the mandatory now. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get it out of the way before Christmas. Yeah. You're fighting White. That's the best case scenario. Can't see it, but that's the best case scenario. Like you've just said. Wilder's going to fight Ortiz. He's then going to fight Fury in February. February. There's no way that he's going to be ready for this time next year. You're looking at September, aren't you? At the very earliest for Wilder to be ready to fight Dillian White. So, what's Dillian White doing in the interim? He's got to yeah. go and fight another couple of dudes, hasn't he? To keep himself ticking over. Oh, he can't be out of the ring now for 12 months
1: waiting for his shot. Does, I'll be honest, I think, I again, after that performance and the, and the fact that, you know, the, the fans, the, he's got a real fan base now, Dillian White, in the 10 fights since he lost to AJ. As I just just explained, he's reinvented himself, and I think the whole nation's fallen in love with him. Massively. And I think if AJ can beat Andy Ruiz Jr., I think AJ's first fight will be, first defence after that is, you know, is is rehabilitation, because Tyson and and Wilder are going to be tied up. Will be Dillian White. Do you think? I think it's a fight that's easy to make.
0: There's a WBO mandatory knocking about there, though, so you'd have to drop a belt if it's going to be Dillian White.
1: Oh, yeah, everyone gives a fuck, do they? You know, I I think if he beats Andy Ruiz Jr., if, and that's a big if, if AJ can do it, I think Dillian White against AJ Part 2 in the spring of 2020 sells out Cardiff, sells out Millennium Stadium, whatever it may be. Um, I think that's ultimately the fight to wake, And I think there's more chance of Dillian White getting a shot at those belts than there is at WBC, even though he's 600 odd days in. WBC. Could be 900 odd days before he gets there. Fucking ridiculous. Absolutely, because he won't wait around that's that's why we love Dillian White that's why he's become so such a big star he will not sit on his hands until next summer next next autumn of course he won't he'll want to stay busy he'll want to stay active the problem with Dillian White is because he is so entertaining because he has a throwback that will fight anybody he's one bad night away from just being right at the back of the queue again because he's not fighting bums he's fighting the Oscar Rivas of this world big avoided heavyweights that nobody wants to fight with undefeated records and shit Ultimately, he can't just wait keep going forever because his luck will eventually run out. Mm. He needs a shot at the world title. Yeah. Eddie Hearn's got to deliver it for him. He's got to deliver it for him. Mm. Right now, I'd argue, you know, ticket sales may not may not um, show it, but right now, Matchroom's best heavyweight is Dillian White. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely, he's on a winning run. He's won ten straight. He's top contender for the WBC. Look at the resume.
0: Look who he's beaten over the last year.
1: It's no joke. Dillian White is Matt premier A-side heavyweight today. <laughs> today. Because AJ's in a complete rehabilitation period. And mm. Usyk hasn't made his debut yet. Mm. What about Derek Chisora, though, mate? You know what I
0: mean? He was rolling it back at the weekend, wasn't he? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Going into this fight, I had a, a three-fight uh, accumulator on. And Spilker, I picked Spilker to do Chisora. And Southpaw stands, everybody that had Spilker... I just
1: think you've got something personal against Dave Caldwell. Fighters, I'm just going to put out Why are you doing there. that? Why I'm just going to put that? it out there that... Dave, listen. You've got something against Dave Caldwell's fighters, and I'm just going to call it because people are talking. Why are you trying to get me in shit? And right? I'm going to Eddie's, call it.
0: Eddie's already fallen out with us all, right? Because we bloody said that he hadn't sold enough tickets. Which I never posted
1: done. that tweet either, by the way, Eddie, so... <laughs> well, I
0: got to admit, I got to admit, He doesn't know how to post it. He's the one that sent it to me and said, stick this up.
1: <laughs> I never posted it, though.
0: But you said it. <laughs> anyway, Derek Chisora. I picked Spilker to win this fight. Let, so, shush southpaw stance absolute nightmare all his sparring in the build up to it had been an absolute nightmare speaking to people behind the scenes I thought to myself is Derek up for this I don't know if he's up for this I don't know whether he's pumped enough and I'll tell you something how wrong could I have been he came out first round put it straight on Spilker and I went hey oh, we've got a scrap here this is, yeah. this is a proper knock the way he took him out in the second round class was absolutely unbelievable Where, where's that guy been that guy doesn't do that yep Derek Chisora, I know that he knocked out Takam, but he did it having been roped up for about eight nine rounds. Yeah, that was absolutely outstanding. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Go and make the Joseph Parker fight. Yeah, that yeah. is what happen. I need to see.
1: Yeah, it will definitely happen. And uh, again, I just want to pay pay credit to my mate Dave Caldwell for bringing out the best in Derek Chisora there. And
0: I never, oh, I
1: never oh, doubted oh, Derek oh, Chisora. I almost said part two. Then this is probably Derek Chisora part six. Mm. This Derek Chisora 6.0 um I was confident he w- he was going to do a number on Spilker because he's got that new lease of life of being with a new trainer and Dave David Hay around him and that, the, just the vibe looked right at the weekend. Whenever you are flashing up footage of him backstage, whether he was with Bellew or Hay or whoever, he just looked like he was happy. De- Derek Chisora. I think Derek, if if ultimately Derek Chisora has done the work then you know he's happy on fight night. And when he's happy on fight night, motherfucker can beat anybody. Anybody, even so late in his career. It's exciting, man. And the Joe Parker fight's got at him. Mm. Right, let's move on.
0: Right, I'm going now. I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, I won't see you tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow you're going to hear from the man that we're just about to speak to. Punch, perfect, pricey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was... like. Listen, I hate to say I told you so, but I, what shocked me was the number of people that... Hey, even the bookies are Dave Allen as favourite yeah. in this fight. Ridiculous. That baffled me. When you look at who <clears> Dave <throat> Allen's fought and who he's beat. You know, it was big wins, hell Mary punches, like fucking, you know, a win over a former world champion. But that former world champion, let's be honest, was one of the worst world champions of the modern era. He's
0: fighting at the Oak Hall this weekend, he's Lucas.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, against
0: Nick Webb. Uh, sorry, Tom Little, who he's fighting against, isn't
1: it? It's, it's just the sport is about levels. And I know David Price has got a lot of shit off, off armchair boxing fans. of boxing fans in general, let's be honest, uh, for certain issues that he's had. But look at who he's lost to. He was lost against European champions, former world title contenders. You know his most recent loss against Povekin, fucking oh, Kuzmin and and Pavevkin. Kuzman's a, a class prospect. He took that fight with like a week or two. That was an injury.
0: He pulled out with an injury. He in pulled out fight.
1: with a sh- shoulder injury. Yeah, and that. By the way, go back and watch that fight. It was lighting up. It was fucking super exciting. Pavevkin fight before then. Fuck me if the referee doesn't jump in and Pavevkin stumbles into ropes but keeps himself on his feet and Price is able to follow up before the bell goes. We're talking about we're talking about fucking Price fighting. AJ, you know what I mean, because Povetkin went on to fight AJ, so the kids had no luck whatsoever in this boxing game, ever since the Tony Thompson thing, when Tony Thompson was a drug cheat, and he went back in with him and all that, he's just, it shot his confidence to bits, and I think The rehabilitation of David Price has been slow, so slow and painstaking. And he's been through so many trainers. And I think those trainers, everyone to a man, and I include Dave Caldwell and Lennox Lewis and all these people that have worked with him throughout this journey that he's been on, have been more frustrated than anything else. It's not like the talent isn't there, it's just frustration. But when you've been dealt a shitty hand like Price has throughout his career... It's hard to. It must be hard for him to say to, to get confidence in his own mind. Mm. You know, he is he's a diamond of a fella. Everyone knows it. Who's ever met him, and I just think when this fight was made with Dave Allen, Dave Allen was made for David Price. But about a fucking guy who's got an Olympic bronze medal that represented the UK, home and abroad, multiple time ABA champion, former British and Commonwealth champion. You know, he'd been. He's dominated the sport at a domestic level and he's tasted the world title level. He beat the world number one at the in the Olympic Games in the opening round out in Beijing, like to get to that bronze medal. Like he's fucking absolutely legit pedigree champ. And then you bring in Dave Allen, who, let's face it, I'll be totally honest now, and Dave Allen's the fucking most loveliest fellow in the sport. We're talking about great role models for for, for sport with Manny Pacquiao. Dave, Dave Allen's a great role model for the sport for Britain. It's about taking every opportunity you can and pulling yourself up with your bootstraps and overachieving and making a great life for yourself. And Dave Allen's a success story. But I've got to be honest, if there's no IFL TV, there's no Dave Allen. IFL TV plucked Dave Allen from journeyman status and given him, give him some great interviews and loads of exposure. And we all fell in love with him because he's a funny guy. And then because of that, and he was getting good hits on IFL TV, and I'm, I'm, I'm picking them out because they, they, they're they doing great work over at IFL. But he was built on IFL. And then Eddie Haynes not daft. He's seen that he's getting big hits on social media. This is the world we live in. He's getting big hits on social media. Okay, well, I'll start putting them on decent carts And people are responding to it. And Dave Allen was very much built on social media. The national broadcasters and the the national radio stations and the newspapers and the Steve Bunces and Gareth Davies and all the broadsheet writers of this world, none of them were giving Dave Allen a column inch, ever. But he was getting brilliant exposure on social media because all the guys doing social videos, fights backstage and all that, Dave Allen would queue up and interview everybody. Because he know he understands it. He understands the age we live in. It's all about social media sound bites, and that's how he's grown up to be a star. And I, I'm never going to discredit him for doing that. He's capitalized on this generation to make himself a star. He's on every fucking matchroom room pay per view. It's brilliant, but fundamentally, you can't get away from the fact that the guy hasn't got real pedigree. That the guy is. A journeyman that's taken every opportunity and he's thrown himself at this sport mm. and he's getting out of it what he deserves to get out of it. But ultimately, he was always going to get matched against someone of far superior boxing because he started swimming with sharks and he wasn't ready. And David Price was just wounded enough for the fight to look on paper. This is 50-50. But in in reality, when you step away, <clears throat> 50-50 my ass, they wouldn't get David Landon as a sparring partner at David Price's camp. It was always going to be a mismatch. It shocked me that the bookies didn't have it that way. And I tell you now, Liverpool as a city, maybe everyone else doubted it, Liverpool as a city, everyone was partying the weekend because everybody cleaned up. Everybody had money on David Price. Mm. Regarding
0: um, the stoppage, there's obviously loads of different uh, people saying, well, Dave Allen pulled himself out of it. Darren Barker pulled himself out of it. Personally, for me, I look at it, that could have gone a lot earlier. Yeah. It could have been pulled from six, seven, or eight. Yeah,
1: I tweeted. The, the, I tweeted. I think end of seven, midway through. The eight. only
0: reason that we get to the end of the tenth round is because of Price's previous vulnerabilities. That's all it 100%, is. Yeah, and we've seen Dave Allen land that hairmaker. We saw it against yeah. Nick Webb when he was getting absolutely battered. He landed it and, uh, and knocked the kid out. Could he land that ball or punch? That's what yeah. it was all about. But regarding the actual performance of Price going into it, punch perfect, won every single round, and. Like you said, Dave Allen seemed to be made for him because he doesn't move his head. He no. just doesn't move whatsoever. He stands right in front of you and with someone like Pricey teeing off like that, that could have been stopped at any particular point. And I'm just glad to say now Dave Allen, even though he is a tough bastard, too tough for his own good, mm-hmm. let's be straight, is alive and well and uh, living to uh, well, I, I, to crack on.
1: Exactly, especially after what happened on, on Friday night with Dadashev as well. You know, I, I'm not saying, obviously, I wouldn't wish it on anybody that, that, that those kind of injuries would happen. And I know that Dave Allen has done good work with Darren Barker, and you know, and he, and he fancied this fight. But right, would you not fancy? I th- it? I think, of course, you would fancy because it. Just you're Lucas Brown. You're All just, i have got to just... do is land on his chin. That's it. Because that that question mark about Pricey goes goes way back throughout his career. But there's a difference being Alexander Povetkin, weather in a storm, almost getting stopped by David Price, and, then and having, having the experience he's got to it, lean back on, and then the ability. Yeah, ability—that's the word. That's th- there's a difference being Alexander Pavekin and being able to to do that, and a, and there's a huge difference between Dave Allen without that kind of fucking background to be able to fall back on. Yeah. So he gets in there, and they've le- he's he's learned half a dozen new tricks with Darren Barker, and but ultimately, fundamentally, let's be honest, it was all about stay in the fight for six rounds and then start letting your big hands go. Mm. The problem was, by the time the sixth round come, he'd been punched from pillar to post. He couldn't see out of one eye, so he, his vision was fucked. And he was realising that that big six foot nine reaches a real fucking thing. He couldn't land a shot. And then what Pricey started doing is, even though Pricey, obviously he started tiring, but what Price was able to do was just cover up. And when you've been an Olympian, when you've been boxing at the level David Price has for so long, you can cover up. You can step back, cover up. Use your arms, use your forearms, and let the guy wing away. Especially when the guy, with all due respect, is Dave Allen, because Dave Allen hasn't got the the skill or the smarts to be able to go tap, tap, step to the side, bum, or whatever it may be to open that to open him up. He was just standing in front of David Price and just winging away, and Price and land the odd uppercut. But Price, he controlled every second of every round, mm. and I think it was ultimately one hundred percent the right decision. To get Dave Allen out of there, I don't want to bees up on Dave Allen because I think again he's overachieving for the ability that he's got.
0: But I just think if you're was... Dave Allen, do you call time now?
1: Um, that, listen, I will never retire anybody because Dave Allen should do the Dave Allen thing, whatever he feels is right. Do I believe Dave Allen could come back and win a British title? Yeah, we probably could. Hang on, Dubois is currently the British champion. Sorry, not yeah, but Dubois isn't going to be British champion forever. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of the. The, the, the Tom Littles, and I'm thinking of that world at the moment. That That's where, there's opportunities there to win domestically. And I think Dave Allen can 100% do that because that's his level. Obviously, don't fight Dubois, that would be an absolutely major mistake. But I just think, for me, David Price deserved this moment. This was by far not the hardest fight of his career but potentially the most satisfying victory of his career. I'm going to go and see him today, and I'm going to certainly ask him that question, but he's beaten better people than Dave Allen, 100%. But I bet you no victory has tasted as well as this because he's finally gone in on a big pay-per-view show as the underdog and got the win that that his career deserves. What next for him then? I've been thinking about this. Here we go. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Okay. So, let's go back to the conversation we had earlier about Mr. Deontay Wilder, where Mr. Deontay Wilder is in the world right now. They're talking about a fight with Tyson Fury in February. However, there's a Lewis Ortiz, or if we get our way, a fight with... Dillian White. Dillian White to come. Which means the big man could do with a dance partner.
0: He's not fighting Now, Tyson I know Fury. Tyson Fury. They have spoke fun. about
1: Tyson Fury fighting in New York or still in America, which would you would suggest would be... Would, would, be better with an American opponent. However, he's just faced fucking Tommy Schwartz, who was ranked number seven in Germany in the heavyweight division. There's a rhetoric with the David Price thing. I think, as far as I know, <laughs> David Price was the last man to beat Tyson. Certainly, certainly the last British man to beat Tyson Fury. David Price, I was there, Northwest Counties Finals, ABA's. I was there. Pricey dropped him. Tyson, you say you got slipped, but you dropped. Pricey beat Tyson Fury that night. We've been waiting ever since to see we, this fight. Look at him. He's on it. Here we go. I'm a massive Tyson fan. I'm a massive Pricey fan. They're both signed to MTK. MTK, piss easy fight for them to make. Top rank over the the moon. You get an opponent that they can build. That's just been on pay-per-view. An Olympian, a bronze medalist. There's There's a story there. The last man to beat Tyson Fury. They're going for revenge. Manchester versus Liverpool. I'm telling you now, son. I'm telling you now.
0: Tyson Fury versus David Price. Next. Fucking giddy as a kid in a sweet shop, you know, are Show
1: me the money! <laughs> Show me the money! Listen, if you're going to put Tyson in with Tony Schwartz, then 100% David Price stands up. David Price... Is David Price big enough in America? That's what it's all about for Tyson Tony Sh- about- doesn't matter. doesn't matter because Tony Schwartz wasn't big enough in America. Was he? It doesn't matter who the dance partner is for the American audience. No, 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 you get away with that once.
0: You get away with that trick once. You you have to then now have something legitimate, whether it's an American, whether it's a legit opponent for his second outcoming before he fights Deontay Wilder. That's what has to happen for Tyson Fury. Is David Price that guy? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This weekend, our boy is in action. Arlington, Texas. Get your eyes focused. Make sure you set your alarm clocks. Get yourself up nice and early because he's in a proper fight. It is Ramirez versus Hooker. It is for uh, the unification of the super lightweight division. WBC, WBO belts on the line. Can our boy, Mo Hooker, come through and beat, for me, the most dangerous super uh, lightweight on the planet?
1: Can he do it? Yes, of course he can do it. Of course he can do it. He will be reigning undisputed. Because this is the WBC as well, isn't it? WBC. WBC, WBC
0: and there's WBO. Yes. And can I just, just, just <laughs> I just want to step back two seconds. When I said um, uh, most dangerous, what I meant to say is most dangerous to Josh Taylor, right? That's what I meant to yeah. say. Ramirez is, for me, even though Progress is in the tournament with him, Ramirez is the legit WBC champion. He's the guy. Yes. All right? Mm-hmm. So this is a proper fight for Mohooker.
1: It's a proper fight. It's a proper fight, but it's on home turf, isn't it? Doesn't matter, mate.
0: Doesn't matter to these blooming uh, Mexican heritage guys, does it? They just come out and they start winging away and start doing doing bits. This is a, this. I am. This is the most nervous I've ever been for a Mohawk fight.
1: It's good because, you know, once again we're in this situation. It just seems to be week after week at the moment, you know. And you can't tell me boxing's fluctuating because it's fucking absolutely bouncing. Once again, someone's out has got to go. Two legit world champions who won their titles on foreign shores, come back and have made defenses, coming together in a unification fight. This is one semi-final, Josh Taylor against Prograce is the other semi-final, and at the end of the year, the winners from both will meet and we'll get to see you. The undisputed uh, number one super lightweight on the planet is fucking super exciting. 100% we are mohooker. We are 100% mohooker, especially if he wears our socks this week. So just to let you know, fightdisciplesstore.com is available right now. Get your socks on. If you get your socks ordered by Wednesday, I will first class them out to you so you'll have them by Friday night, and you can watch the mohooker dance on Sky Sport. It will be on Sky, won't it? It's an Eddie Aaron's show. I should imagine Should so. be, I should imagine it'll be on Sky. We all need to be sitting in our mohooker socks. And what we'll do is we'll do a social media photo campaign. We'll all take pictures of our of our socks in front of the telly this weekend. We'll all get, get in there. We'll all the Fight Disciples together with our Mohawkers socks in unity supporting and Mo. And hopefully Mo will step out into the ring to face Ramirez. It is Fight Disciples Socks. Amazing. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Seven. How can he not smoke the fool in FD socks? If he
0: gets smoked now wearing FD socks, we're <laughs> fucked. Um, Tevin Farmer, Gassiev makes his heavyweight debut. And uh, Danny ayeli Usinov is also on this card as well. It's quite decent, actually, that at Arlington, Texas. But it's yeah. all about the main event. Hooker versus Ramirez to unify the super lightweight division. Over in Baltimore, um, Javonta Davis is in action, taking on yeah. uh, Ricardo Nunez. That's for the WBA super featherweight crown. I just want to see Javonta in absolute blockbusters. You know what I think of him. I picked him out years ago as an absolute legend of a prospect mm-hmm. um, but he just seems to be getting sidetracked maybe getting dragged into Adrian Braun a little bit he seems to have got himself back on track I just hope he can stay on track yeah we'll
1: find out this weekend I just hope he makes weight because when, you, when your head starts to be turned then making weight always becomes the issue no, anyone that's bought, seen Javante Davis fight, you know what he's all about. He's a fucking tank. He's not known as the tank for nothing. Um, absolutely unreal. 20 knockouts in 21 wins. I hope this finds its way that's super featherweight. to British TV. Do mm. we know if it's on British TV yet? Yeah? Uh,
0: it's, not, it's not
1: PBC, is it? It's Mayweather Promotions. So it's yeah. whether there's a, a deal. Hopefully Box Nation or someone up. pick it up. It'd be fucking awesome. But again, talking about semifinals, you've got Tevin Farmer. Tevin fighting over on Sky on the Morris hooker bill in one semi final you have got Javante Davis, uh, the two world champions, the two like standout world champions in the super featherweight division. Hopefully if they're both fighting on the same night, you'd like to think that their, their camp uh, plans for the rest of the year at are, 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 are synergizing quite nicely. And hopefully we get seven Farnham versus Javante Davis before the end of 2020. Um,
0: synergizing.
1: It's a good word, then it? it's a great word. And then, you never know. You never know what Loma's going to do. You never know what Loma's going to do in 2020. You know, if Loma can unify this lightweight division, I think and there's and there's a premier champion, i.e. Javonte or a, a Tevin Farmer back down at super featherweight, then mm. potentially we see uh, we see the main man move back down to his. Na- I'll be honest. There's more natural weight division of super featherweight and, and go to unify down there. So massive opportunities uh, for both guys really to to move a step closer. but... For me, I think the, the one to look out for, as always, this weekend will be Javonta Davis, just because he looks fucking sensational.
0: Um, you saw them in the ring at the weekend announcing the fight, of which we've been telling you about probably for the last two to three months, the day at the venue and when it was all going to happen. Hopefully you were listening to us, you booked your hotels, you booked your trains, you got yourself ready to rock and roll, you're part of the pre-fight uh, ticket sale. Greatness is only coming to town once. It's only coming once. It ain't going to be back. This is it. Yep. This is your time. Unless you've seen him at Greenbank Sports Centre back in 2008, then, you know what I mean, this is your moment, yeah? Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell, August 31st, O2 Arena, without any shadow of a doubt. Right now, it is the most anticipated fight um, of the year so far on British soil. And the reason why I say that is because of how good Vasyl Lomachenko is. If you're a fight fan, even if you just casually dip in and out and you listen to us for a bit of a crack every now and again, trust me, this is the one. This is the one. If you've never been to a live fight, if you've never gone and seen a live fight, this is the one. Put your hand in your pocket and get into the arena. Beg, steal or borrow, get there. Because like I said, in years to come, when it's all said and done, when we're all old in our rocking chairs and we call time on all this nonsense, you can then say, you saw Vassil Lomachenko and your grandkids and your grandkids' grandkids will be saying to you, fucking hell, what was he like? This is the moment. Don't waste it. Don't let it pass you by. Get on it. 100%.
1: 100%. I still, to this moment, reminisce back to 2008 when I got to see him. <laughs> him.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell. Here we go. Over a
1: series of days. I think i seen him box Thursday, Friday and, uh, and Saturday in that tournament uh, when he won the European title. Absolutely mesmerised and stuff. And... Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. These tickets are going to sell like hotcakes. If this doesn't sell out in the first day, I'll be fucking shocked. Are you listening, Eddie? Absolutely shocked. It'll Just, be, be full. This one will be full. This one this will be full. full yeah. <laughs> be careful, <laughs> you guys. we won't get the ticket ourselves. He
0: knows I'm only having a crack with him. You know, <clears throat> if you're listening, you know that I love you.
1: But we need to, what I want to do is draw a bit of a line on the sand here and say, this is the one. This is our Fight Disciples night out. We are going, we're going to be there. We will do something, whether it's after the weigh-ins on the Friday or after the fight on the Saturday. If you're a fight disciple and you fancy having a beer with the lads, Adam will get them in. Get to Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell, August the 31st at the O2. If you can do Friday, Saturday night, even better. But we're definitely going to do something. We'll get out before, after, whatever. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be one for the fucking history books. Luke Campbell is absolutely up against it, of course he is, but you know what, there's there's very few lightweights on this planet that you would give even a sniff against Lomachenko, and you've got to give Luke Campbell a sniff, he's got the pedigree there, so he will come, and Shane McGuigan, they will go away, they will work their balls off to do something, so we're going to see a performance, obviously... Lomachenko, as Adam's just alluded to then, is greatness personified, pound for pound, best boxer on the planet today. Potentially could go down as the greatest of all time. Don't miss the opportunity. Yes, we don't work for Matchroom, but fuck me, this guy is something special. So do what you can to get there. It's going to be awesome.
0: Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Absolute pleasure. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It is available on iTunes. You can get it on our website as well, fightdisciples.com. Uh, we're all over social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter. On Instagram, it's at The Fight Disciples, and you can get all over our YouTube channel as well. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.